What is up? I am Evan Lovett, and welcome to my new podcast, In a Minute with Evan Lovett. This is an Odyssey original brought to you by my company, In a Minute Media, coming to you live from my studio in the heart of my favorite city in the world, Los Angeles, California. Let's get into it. Yo, what is up? This is episode number 12. We're here in the IM studios in the heart of Los Angeles, and I'm ready. I hope you are ready for this one. Now, obviously, I'm an avowed lover of Los Angeles, but historically, I get DM after DM from people, both from LA, but especially outside of Los Angeles, talking about what they hate about LA. So earlier this week, I dropped what many people consider a divisive LA in a Minute episode. Five things people hate about LA. Now, for the full top five, you can go check the episode, which, by the way, had over 1,200 comments in the first 24 hours and counting. And the data came from a story I put up on Instagram. I asked people specifically what they hate about LA, and I was overwhelmed by the response. Now, my goal was to tabulate responses and make a top five list, which I did. But let me tell you, I received almost 2,000 DMs in 24 hours. And reading and tracking these responses was a monumental task. And I want to be clear, this is by no means scientific. You statisticians out there might take issues with my methodology. But this was my poll and your poll. And the data was accumulated fairly, at least by my standards. I want to state the caveat that this was only an Instagram poll, so it was only answered by people that see my Instagram stories, and it skews heavily towards people that live in Los Angeles. And though the number one was traffic, the responses that had the most vitriol, the most bite, were the hatred practically oozed out of the DMs and through my cell phone, was us, the people. People hate the people of Los Angeles. Let me expand on this. Here's a list of adjectives that came up numerous times in DMs and comments. Fake, made of plastic, shallow, no values, no consciousness, no personality. Did I mention fake? Robotic, greedy, wannabes, everybody's an actor, phony, narcissistic, superficial, pretentious, and of course, fake, which again, came up literally a hundred times out of 2000 comments. And now I have followers in Australia, India, Romania, Spain, Germany, Argentina, all around the world. And their number one reason for hating LA, it's not the traffic. There is a stigma about people from Los Angeles that people outside of Los Angeles have. Something that people from outside of LA hate overwhelmingly. The people. This worldview is that the people in LA are assholes, which they are. I mean, at least I am. My wife says I'm the nicest asshole ever. And maybe that's just me. Perhaps that's an LA thing. But at least per the comments and DMs, it was overwhelming from all sides. Now, what do I mean by all sides? Here's where it gets interesting. Digging deeper. The root of this hatred of the people of LA. This is perhaps grounds for a civil war. Natives 
versus transplants. Here's what I mean, natives versus transplants. These comments were used equally by natives describing the transplants and by transplants describing the natives. But I want to circle back, and this is what I mean about natives versus transplants. These comments were used equally by natives describing the transplants and by transplants describing the natives. Let me give you a couple pull quotes. Listen to this. Transplants are the reason our traffic sucks. Learn how to drive. Love that. Transplants come here and then talk shit about LA without going anywhere in real LA. Okay, okay. But what about this side? The native Angelinos think they're so cool and won't even talk to anybody that just moved here. Interesting. This one, this one's funny. These influencers are taking pictures in their cars holding up traffic. So, I mean, I could go on for literally 10 minutes here. There was a downright guerrilla warfare battle. Everybody just throwing grenades at the other side, kind of kind of independently through the shield of, of the Los Angeles, LA in a minute uh, DMs, right? But I want to define what these groups are. First of all, anyone that lives in LA is a transplant to some extent. Either you moved to LA or your parents moved to LA. I mean, rarely did somebody's grandparents or great-grandparents move to LA. And I'm going to get to this with numbers, by the way. And I know people are like, oh, my grandparents. I get it. There are people. But but the truth is, unless you're Tongva Gabrieleño, then you're a transplant too. I don't care how many generations you go back. Let's take the last census of 2020, okay? 51% of the people in Los Angeles were born outside of Los Angeles. That's more than half in a county with more than 10 million people. So then what's really a native? Now, for the sake of this conversation, and I think the sake of the main perspective over my DMs and the question that was asked scientifically or unscientifically, if you will. For these purposes, it's somebody that is born and raised in Los Angeles. So already that's less than half of us. And I want to declare I am a proud native. I will tell you over and I will pound the table. I was born and raised in Sepulveda. And my dad was born in Glendale. Sepulveda, by the way, is North Hills now. If you want to see it on a map, Google Maps. And even though my mom moved here when she was six, she's originally from Philadelphia. So transplant. But the thing is, how many transplants are even here? How is that like really a thing? How does that continue to be a thing? I looked it up. Check this out. In the most recent five-year period measured, over five years, a total of 216,018 people from outside LA County moved to LA County. And I found this fascinating. I mean, that's a lot of people, you know, every single year, 216,000 over five years. I'm going to do some napkin math here. That's what, 40,000 plus per year. So that's 100 people a day, 100 change, 110 people a day are moving to Los Angeles. That's pretty sweet. Like, that's interesting. And it's fascinating. So where are they coming from? During this period, the five-year period, the largest influx came from Orange County. So more than 30,000 people moved from Orange County and crossed that orange curtain to be in Los Angeles. 22,000 from San Bernardino, 13,000 from Riverside, followed by San Diego. But this is where it gets interesting because, again, those are all kind of like satellite counties, right? We know that 
the American Southwest revolves around LA. I mean, again, this probably leads into this, uh, these qualities that people don't like about people from Los Angeles, but look, like those are all adjacent counties, but here's where it gets fun. The top 10 places out of state that people that came to Los Angeles over that five-year period, Las Vegas by far, 6,800 people over the five years came from Vegas to Los Angeles. And it's funny because I was in Vegas last weekend and I met somebody who said they wanted to move to Los Angeles. So Vegas was number one. Number two was Phoenix. Number three, New York. Number four, Chicago. Number five, Seattle. So this is where people are coming from to come to Los Angeles and become transplants. And again, I want to repeat, 51% of the people in Los Angeles right now were not born in Los Angeles in 2023. But I had to go back even further with these stats because again, I'm just unpeeling layers of the onion right here and I'm just getting more and more interested. Los Angeles is becoming more native every census figure. They do the census every 10 years. And every 10 years, every census figure, that number jumps. Or as I'm going to explain it, that number is going to go down as I go backwards. You'll see what I mean. So in the 2020 census, we had 51% of the people in LA not born in Los Angeles. I'm going to go back to 2000. Only 45% of the people in Los Angeles were born in Los Angeles. In 1980, only 37% of the people in Los Angeles were born in Los Angeles. But get this. Going back to 1930, only 20% of the people in Los Angeles were even born in California. Think about this. This is a quote. There's this amazing book. I, I highly suggest if you love Los Angeles, there's an amazing book by Carrie McWilliams. It's called Southern California Country, written in 1946. I kept on leaving it to the side of my bed, didn't want to read it. How could something that old be that relevant? Ended up loving it, and it was possibly the most insightful thing I've read in years. But the point is, in that book, he cites a former journalist named Garrett Garrett, uh, not related to Griffith J. Griffith of Griffith Park. Yes, that's his real name. But I mean, the parents could have been a bit more imaginative. But this, there was a famous journalist. You look him up. He's on Wikipedia. I looked him up. Journalist from the Midwest who visited Los Angeles in 1930. But listen to this nugget. And I'm quoting. You have to begin with the singular fact that in a population of a million and a quarter, okay, Los Angeles had one and a quarter million people in 1930. Every other person you see has been there less than five years. More than nine out of every 10 you see have been there less than 15 years. I, I want to unpack this. This dude, Garrett Garrett, the famous journalist from the Midwest, came to LA to go report back to his constituents saying that Los Angeles, this city that sprung up out of nowhere with a million and a quarter people and 50% of the people had been here less than five years. Forget being born there. Half the people had been there less than five years and more than nine out of 10 had been there less than 15 years. 90% of the people living in Los Angeles in 1930 had been there less than 15 years. Los Angeles is and always has been a city of transplants. So I want to give you my opinion on this. Sepulveda boy went to UCLA, which means that during my college years, I was Beverly Hills adjacent, right down the street from the Sunset Strip and a quick Uber ride back then a taxi ride from Santa Monica. 
That triangle is the epicenter of the type of culture and perhaps the type of people that those earlier comments and adjectives are about. So I get it. And I've seen and lived with those people at those parties and those conversations. And I understand the stigma. And again, in that triangle, that's the core of what the outside world thinks is L.A. Reality shows, movies, whatever you're watching on streaming. Look at this stat. Beverly Hills has 72 plastic surgeons in a six square mile area. That's Beverly Hills, not Los Angeles. To put that in perspective, Miami, another city with a, with a plasticky reputation, has 49 plastic surgeons in its 55 square miles. I repeat, Beverly Hills alone has 72. All of Miami has 49. So it's a specific type of person we're talking about here. And I'm not going to defend those types of people. Much of that is accurate. And you'll get those same observations from people who are from LA, the natives. And this is an important differentiator that was brought up constantly in that poll. Transplants versus natives. Again, it sounds like the LA Civil War. Natives think that transplants are the reasons that the world has a bad view of LA. Kind of the fake it till you make it, quote unquote, Angelino. Transplants think that natives are the reason the world has a negative viewpoint of Los Angeles. And therein lies the conflict. The bottom line is the reason the natives have this negative view of L.A., especially the asshole stigma, is because of the transplants. But the transplants think that the vanity, the narcissism, the superficiality is reflective of the natives. And look, we all know somebody that checks all of those boxes, transplants and natives. And I'm not going to sit here and jump on the transplant bashing bandwagon, even as a native myself. The stats, not just now, but historically, show that transplants are the lifeblood of Los Angeles. Palm trees are transplants, for goodness sake. The consummate symbol of Los Angeles, the very graphic that's on our in and out cups. And I know everybody loves to generalize and throw the asshole sticker on the city of Los Angeles, but I'll be the first one to tell you that's not the case, at least not always. One of the reasons I started LA in a minute was to show that the stereotypes of the shallow, cultureless, no soul having Los Angeles was patently false. I think we're doing a good job shining that positive light on LA. Oh, and one thing I want to say, since this also received a preponderant amount of mentions from both transplants and natives, tourists, they can't drive, they're in the way, they ask too many questions, they're intrusive, they're the reason for the traffic. I thought that was funny. Not only because tourism is so important to Los Angeles, but because tourists tend to be some of the nicest people around. I mean, you tell me when you're on vacation, are you not in an awesome mood? I mean, I have a friend, his name is Dave, and he literally has a personality called Vacation Dave because he says that's the time when he's the most chill and relaxed. So just wanted to note that since it sort of fits in that same paradigm. But like most conflicts, this one doesn't have an end in sight. Transplants, natives, we continue to coexist, but tell me, which side are you on? Natives or transplants? As usual, I'm going to put up a Friday post, leave your comment, give me your take, let me know what you hate about the natives, what you hate about the transplants, or just why you love LA. So I want to close out this episode with a very appropriate, if you're going to do one thing in LA this week, do this. Go to the La Brea Tar Pits. See the remnants of the first natives and transplants 
throughout the history of Los Angeles. I'm serious. And here's what's cool. It's free for county residents from Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. But even outside of those hours, it's only 15 bucks and 7 bucks for children, regardless if you're a transplant or a native. But check this out. Here's why I love it. And this is why this is such a good thing to do. I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was a kid. I dreamt of discovering a new dinosaur or a new fossil. And the La Brea tar pits was the coolest, most amazing thing to me when I was young. And it's still incredible. Listen to this. Some of these fossils are 100,000 years old, probably natives, or maybe they were transplants that got stuck. But seriously, the indigenous peoples who were actually native were utilizing these tar pits for the last 10,000 or so years. The Tongva Gabrielenos used the asphalt to waterproof their canoes and baskets. So it's pretty cool that that's like the rich, deep LA history right there. And after that, the land was used as a cattle ranch. It was called Rancho La Brea in the 18th and 19th century. But as LA grew and the rancho was subdivided and developed, the majority of the land on what is now La Brea Tar Pits belonged to the Hancock family. Get it? Hancock Park. It was Henry and Ida and their son, George Allen. And they farmed the land, but get this, their main income came from the asphalt and tar extracted from what was then just strange, smelly lakes and streams that covered the southern end of their property. And workers that worked on their, their property would discover ancient bones, like the tooth of a saber-toothed tiger. This is Los Angeles. And these finds were presented throughout the city and to learn guests, but there, there wasn't a lot of interest about it. And it wasn't until 1901 that the bones were recognized as fossils of extinct animals by a man named William Orcutt, a prominent Los Angeles geologist. So at that point, George Allen Hancock bought the land, mined the asphalt, and began doing the exv excavations of the tar pits for bones. And that's when he created Hancock Park, and then he donated the ranch to the county of Los Angeles with the stipulation that the park be preserved and the history of these natives and transplants be properly exhibited. Pretty cool, 1924. We're going on 100 years next year. But here's something funny that I found out too. And think about this when you go, because you get to see these tar pits. This is what's really neat. You're like walking around indoor, outdoor. It's a perfect activity for LA, especially as this weather is getting great again. So how the animals get trapped? Well, I always imagine these big prehistoric animals, some woolly mammoth looking thing, sinking into the tar pit and goo and just going down slow like it was a sticky quicksand. Till they finally sank out of sight, right? Well, that's wrong. The, the tar pits are only a few inches deep. So the theory is that the animals would accidentally wander into the tar pits and sometimes they could extract themselves. But sometimes they'd get in a particularly thick or particularly deep, maybe six inches a foot deep, and they'd get stuck to the point that they weren't able to free themselves. And then at that point, they would just wither away. And it wasn't that often because there were a lot of creatures, a lot of native and transplant creatures to this area. But you do the math or scientists did the math. And even if only one animal was caught in the La Brea tar pits once every 10 years, that would still be enough to account for the million plus bones that have been discovered there. So, I mean, it's pretty neat to think about because I just never really 
envision the mechanics of how the tar pits work. So it wasn't that often, and it was just here and there. Very rare, actually, but once those animals were stuck, they were stuck, and there was enough time, 100,000 years or so, to, to accumulate all those animals. But what about a human? Only one human has been found in the La Brea tar pits. The bones belong to a young woman who was believed to be between the ages of 18 and 25. She lived roughly 9,000 years ago and was four foot eight. And other than that, not much is known about her. Least of all, whether she was native or transplant. All right, y'all, check out the La Brea Tar Pits. It's really fun and it's a value and it's an entire great day to spend. And if you're going to do one thing in LA this week, go to La Brea Tar Pits. So that is our show. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of in a minute with Evan Lovett. This is really fun. And I appreciate the fact that we're getting more and more listeners every week. Please give me the ratings if you can, your podcast app, five stars, share it with your friends. I'd appreciate it. We're growing. Let's keep that momentum going. All right, y'all. It's been a minute.